welcome to the Whispers of the Soul podcast, hosted by Sally Ann Marla and Sibby Spencer. Every week we dive into spiritually rich topics to create conscious conversations to help you, the listener, deepen into your own soul wisdom and practice. The space we create through our discussions invites you into your own inner world whilst we explore ours and our guest speakers. We come together to share stories, creativity, wisdom, insights and laughter. If you feel it's time to become more curious about your own uniquely creative, expressive self that makes you, well, you, then you are in good company. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13. Um, this is this episode is called The Nature of Intuition, which I quite like. I do. That title. So we are going to an intuitive place in an intuitive space with our fabulous guest speaker, um, which is Suzanne Gamash. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Suzanne. So she is a holistic healer and she facilitates mind, body, emotion, spirit approach by drawing on decades of training, experience and knowledge in intuitive energy healing, the Akashic records, which we love, Mm. psychotherapy, traditional Chinese medicine, meditation and mindfulness. So Suzanne has a very strong connection with nature that facilitates both restoration and inspiration and gently infuses into her intuitive work. Like that little introduction. Sounds very, very awesome. Just like you, Suzanne. (laughs) Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you both. I'm so happy to be here. Ah, yeah, we're really happy. It's so lovely to have you. It is. Oh, um, I'm Sally. And I'm Sibby. Here we go. We've We've got all the introductions. introductions in and out of the way um yes yeah, Suzanne we're, we're really excited about having you here um both myself and Sibby know Suzanne a little bit and she is a wonderful human being and we are so excited that she can do this podcast episode with us so Suzanne for people listening um could you maybe explain a little bit about what got you into this work what's kind of piqued your interest what you love about you know your work that you do Sure. Um, so there's a long journey and there's a short journey, a long story to short story. So <laughs> I'll try to find just the right length of time. Um, but yes. Okay. <laughs> I, um, what got me into this work was, I think, you know, I, I came into the world really kind of tuned into that which we can't see. And, um, and also grew up in a family where holistic approaches to um, healthcare in particular were just sort of integrated. Um, growing up, we saw a chiropractor kinesiologist as much, if not more than we saw a pediatrician, for example. So it was just part of the orientation. And when I came, um, into adulthood and was moving into my, um, my career, my adult career path, um, 
I got my training in psychotherapy and, um, but I was always interested in mind, what I was calling then mind body um, connection, what I call now more holistic approach or mind body spirit um, co um, connection. And so I was doing some of that exploration on the side and working with um, really tough kind of population in residential treatment settings. Mm -hmm. And I really had an interest in trying to figure out how I could bring um, not into the workplace because it was, you know, government contracts and probably not allowed, but how I could bring more of this mind, body, spirit approach into work. And so I started learning massage um, and started building a wellness massage practice on the side of this very busy full-time job. Mm -hmm. And um, my goal was always to really sort of figure out how to use massage as a psychotherapeutic tool to help um, release emotions, memories, et cetera, held in the body and help people on their journey in that way. Mm -hmm. um, my life got disrupted in unexpected ways. I ended up leaving the States and moving to France um, where my diplomas weren't recognized. Um, and um, so I had a choice. If I wanted to continue doing this work, then I needed to go into private practice to do it. So that's what I decided to do. And I opened up a private practice, sort of having two doors people could walk through, wellness massage or um, psychotherapy. And um, But kind of behind those doors sat me in my quest to integrate mind and body. And um, so I would gently kind of work people from, you know, the talking therapy into more of a body-based approach and working people who came for wellness massage, working with whatever was coming up for them on the massage table to kind of address those deeper issues. In my time living in France, I went through lots and lots of training in many different um, approaches to massage. And that's where I encountered Chinese medicine and Chinese massage and um, took two years of learning Chinese medicine to understand the energetics, also learned Reiki, went through lots of different um, training that brought me you know, beyond the kind of psychosomatic approach to into kind of also the energy approach. So suddenly I had a third door that people could walk through, which was energy healing door. And yeah. again, similarly, it was really kind of bringing those things together. Left the South of France about seven and a half years ago to move here to the UK, closed down my private practice, um, and we built, uh, my partner and I built other businesses here for the first five years. And then it was really over lockdown where I had to step away from the business to homeschool my kids and um, where we really had the evidence that I didn't need to be in the day-to-day -day of that business, which I, I was skilled at, but did not make my heart sing. And so I knew it was the right moment to come back to this work that I knew I was always sort of here to do. And that's when, um, so it was sort of September when the kids went back to school of 2020, that um, I relaunched my um, work doing um, yeah it, with this very much holistic approach. So it's not so much the doors anymore that I used to have. It just really is very um, transparently this holistic approach to helping people on their personal journeys and on their business journey and very much working with intuition. Do you feel like that's amazing? I love because I didn't know a lot of that. I maybe Sally knew a little bit more of your background, but do you do you feel like now is really the time? is it's sort of quite ripe for um, what you're doing as in everything's bringing everything together. Cause it feels like, like you were saying about the doors, you know, it feels like 
a lot of people using that analogy had their door shut to you know um energetic yeah. work and spiritual work but now yes. you're able to kind of be your full you know your full um spectrum of um of of what you want to do with therapies and you know d- bringing it all in does yeah. that feel quite freeing for you it does I love the, the questions there Sibby it does feel extremely freeing for me I feel like I'm showing up in a much more integrated place within myself and much more deeply connected to my own intuition because I am working in this way that has, I think I've always been moving here. And then you were also asking about, does the world seem more open, you know? And it's hard for me to answer the question. I mean, the the answer that comes through is yes, but is that because I changed countries and cultures where there is a greater openness to this holistic approach? Is it because, you know, I started this work in France in 2003. Is it because we've evolved 20 years in time? Um, you know, I would literally get people saying, what does holistic mean? Is that some kind of a cult? You know, is that the French culture or is that 20 years of progress generally in the world? And also I've evolved and grown as a, as a person um, in these 20 years and also um, in the seven years that I've been here. So it's hard for me to say it's this or it's that, mm-hmm. but I've noticed a massive shift and change. And I, and I do feel that the, the whole planet and the whole humanity is going through a massive evolution right now that feels really different than it did even 10 years ago. Yeah, definitely. It does feel like the, you know, the awakening process is reaching more people. And, you know, a lot of people, I know we've referred to it a few times with the ascension process Mm. and how people are uh, navigating their way through that. Yes. And finding different people to go to, different resources, um, different kind of, you know, that other people have been specializing in and bringing through. Yes. Um, for a longer time but then yeah. we we're kind of working together it's about bringing that energy and that connection together which I'm I'm thinking you know I'm feeling as well as, as what you've said Suzanne that that's on the increase it's absolutely on the increase yeah and um <clears throat> I quite like what you were saying in your and in, in your little intro there of the kind of you know your journey the J word. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, love I love that. The word. J word. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was just thinking, you know, because on on your um, bio, and you talk about the mind, body, emotion, spirit. Yeah. It was really interesting how you talked about kind of going into each of those doors yourself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. learning about mm-hmm. that and yes. seeing. You know, obviously, you have a skill at, at seeing the crossover. Yes. Of somebody thinks they need something for the body so it might have been some sort of a massage approach but actually there's something going on with yeah. the mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. do you, do you feel yeah. that that was you could start that's what happened you start to see these crossovers appear and you wanted to kind of specialize yes. in other areas as well Yes. And what also happened was um, I I was engaged in my own personal journey. So I was in therapy and um, in my very early 20s, um, I was introduced to a massage therapist and went to see her as a client. And because I was in therapy, I just suddenly noticed that I just suddenly had these 
visions or awarenesses, knowings of things that I was working on in therapy, I just suddenly saw it from a different perspective, or I suddenly experienced it releasing, right? So it was coming through me. And that's really what woke me up on a very conscious level of, ah, I want to, for my work, I want to do something like this. I want to bring something like this to the world. And then it was similar when I was encountering the energy medicines and um, my initial kind of, you know, um, introduction to energy medicines was I saw an acupuncturist at different points in time in my, you know, early mid twenties. And it was just, you know, as I was encountering things on my own healing journey and my own personal journey, then I woke up to different things that I could learn. And as I was learning, I was experiencing it and bringing it through me into my body, understanding what that was like, and then bringing it forward to clients. So yeah, it was very much that kind of a thing, Sally. So interesting. And so with the nature, so that obviously is a a big part of of you know how you how you probably go for yourself for healing or you know this this idea of being restored through nature yeah so for people listening could you explain a little bit about your connection and how that kind of influences you and also bringing in that sense of intuition because Mm. you know people a lot of people are experiencing now walks where they're they're saying actually I'm finding myself notice things more yeah I'm finding that I'm noticing that tree that I've walked past for the last 10 years and not really looked at. Right. And that was something that happened through lockdown as well. We talked about this, didn't we, on another podcast, just Mm. that people were suddenly realizing that they had a relationship with nature and that actually to be in nature was important, you know, and and to some people it hadn't really occurred. Well, it, it probably had, but maybe they'd forgotten you yes. know something but, what we, it's that not knowing what's on your doorstep yeah so when I just, went for walks with the kids I found different places in the village I didn't even know was there yeah yeah you know yeah. yeah I think so many of us have had that experience especially in the last three years but mm. yeah it's interesting too because um similarly to my intuition my journey with nature was very subconscious or unconscious for a long time like I was always drawn to being outdoors and I grew up in the countryside. So we were outdoors a lot, you know, and all year round and school integrated a lot of outdoor stuff as well. And um, so I just, you know, I could feel something, but I didn't bring it up to a conscious level of what is this that I'm feeling? What is it that I'm going, that's going on here? It was just sort of a sense of maybe appreciating the beauty around me or appreciating being able to be in outdoor space, et cetera, that kind of thing. So, um, but then that continued to evolve. And then in the nineties or so, there were more studies that were coming out around the benefits to mental health because I was in that world in the benefits to mental health on outdoor space and the negative ions and you know all of that kind of stuff so from that very scientific perspective um, and mental health perspective that intrigued me but that felt all very much more of a, an intellectual experience it's but it's really been kind of the last few years that I've really developed my sense of connection, not just a sense of awe and not just a sense of appreciation, but really on a deeper level, a sense of connection, that sense of we are in communion with nature and all that is around us. And yes, that inspires a sense of awe. And yes, there's beauty to be had and to be noticed, but there's something deeper 
um, that I'm noticing and experiencing the last few years. And part of that has been also just a shift in focus for me around um, like, like using my sort of intuitive channels to connect with the earth and to connect with nature and opening myself to receive whatever nature has to offer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's my, my knowing, I was going to say belief, but it's not a mind held thing. It really is sort of a knowing in my being that mother earth provides for us everything that we need mm-hmm. is provided for by mother earth. Mm-hmm. And even if we're connecting also above to the stars, to the universe, to the galaxy, to the cosmos, we are in this 3D body, very material body with a certain density living on this earth and mother earth provides for us everything that we need and the more i tune into that and the more i open intuitively and open to receiving the richer my life gets and i'm not talking just money and you know financial wealth it's just like the richer in all ways my life gets the more i connect to nature yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a good point because a lot of, like you say, on, on the surface level, it might be perceived as being something that you're more mindful of or noticing more beauty or, you know, kind of, wow, isn't it amazing how we witness the seasons and things like that. Mm-hmm. But when you go on a deeper level, it's there's something else there. Mm-hmm. And um, I quite like what you were saying about the receiving because mm-hmm. you've got to really be in an open receiving state in order for that to happen which maybe some people may not have thought about it Mm -hmm. in that way Mm -hmm. and you know the nature nature providing I always think about how all these different I always think that anything that we need healing wise nature has it plants Mm -hmm. flowers or herbs or whatever it's already there all the solutions are already there but then then the the knowledge or the wisdom that really interests me, especially when you think about things like plant consciousness or the mm. spirit of the plants or the mm-hmm. spirit of the trees or the sky or mm-hmm. the sun or the moon. Yeah. You know, it's that that's fascinating. Yes. So if yeah. for people listening, if they wanted to try and experience more of the receiving, more mm-hmm. of the intu- intuitively connecting, what yes. would you say that they could do, do you think, about to, to experience that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think for me, it comes down to I do. Um, have a few practices um, that I carry people through to kind of connect but essentially it's really about grounding Mm -hmm. Um, grounding our physical body our emotional body our mental body our spiritual body grounding that I often use this um, image or analogy of sending roots into the ground from the bottoms of my feet, opening the feet chakras and then sending roots down and, um, and not just sending the roots down, but really feeling into the sense of grounding and connection that that gives. And then as your perception starts to increase, can you start to even feel the connection of the roots with the earth? you know and that's 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 one of the exercises I do that really helps me to ground in and really perceive that connection and it is sort of like then for me it is through those roots that I can feel all of what is being you know offered to me what I can bring into my body into my 
psyche into myself mm. from the earth. It's, you know, I've always, um, I've always felt that grounding from the sea <clears throat> and I've, I've always, always felt well and water. Yeah. Um, and I've always said, I, I need to be by this. I need to be living by the sea because mm. as, as I've sort of gone through, you know, life and experience, I used to have a lot of anxiety, you know, I just sort of, and, and the thing that would, the thing that would ground me would be going in, you know, going in water, going in the sea. Mm -hmm. And it definitely felt like that was what I needed. That was what I needed. And that was what nature was providing me. Mm -hmm. And I've had it with other, I mean, I've had it with other um, situations in nature, but I feel for me and still feel, you know, that I need that to balance me and to ground me. I need that time. It's all that fire in, in the your sea. Chart. Yeah, we've talked about because I'm firefight, like my astrology. Fire, um, fire, two fires. Yeah, it's my yes. rising sign and um, sun sign and what's the other one? Moon. Moon are all fire. So, oh, yeah, we said I need some right. water. Yes, yes. That would make sense. The temperance temperance. The fire, yeah. I think I love what you're saying about the roots as well, because I know it's that it's that centering as well, isn't it? It's that it's yeah. that I, I love the feeling of, um, you know, when, you know, when you're on a um, sitting on a rock and it's warm, uh, that that feeling of warmth that's coming from the earth, you know, and that really makes you feel the 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 depths of where it's coming from and yeah do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Sort of, well, it's yeah. magical really we talked we were it talking really we, about how rocks or particular was it limestone or sandstone that has the crystal quartz in it that it kind of almost yeah. records the history of the earth mm. yeah. and you can yes. be in contact and connection with that and it kind of has its a special energy yeah. about it I know there's mm -hmm. certain places in the world that that have that yeah um and it and it is it's you feel it is about connection really I suppose you feel more connected to all that has been before you I was gonna say and potentially what may come after because it's kind of this representation it's like a of link, this eternal yeah and like a returning I'm thinking it's almost mm -hmm. like a returning mm -hmm. as well to, yeah. to some to before you were yeah which is what you're saying really to before yeah. you were here yes Mm. but yeah connecting with the yeah. future as well it's mm. and then, mm -hmm. I think the other thing is because of how modern day probably more western civilization societies have formed it has created this separateness mm. and it's almost like people live now without actually thinking about nature if you're in the city mm. and you're in a, a top apartment and you're in a, a business that's kind of very techy and you know that where is that and it's almost like I don't know I just get this sense sometimes that people think they don't need it mm -hmm. but I think nature when you're talking about grounding Suzanne I was what was coming through for me was we've what we do when we ground is we remember we're a part of yeah we're yes. almost an extension of earth that's you know, right. it's just that we we create this separate, you know, being separate from, and then yeah. we forget. Yeah, that you're right. Sense. That's what it is. It's a rejoining, isn't it, of this, this of the planet. Emerging. Emerging. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like it's a it's a great you know it's a great thing you bring up, Sibby, around the scene, sort of like it was brought to, um, 
two thoughts forward. One is that there's also, you know, the, the very cleansing and relaxing aspect of the salt water, right? In the yeah. sea and that sense of weightlessness that it gives us, you know, and um, which is just such a beautiful experience. And, and really what it is, is it's also just about connecting to whatever elements we feel most connected to. Mm. I lived in the South of France for 14 years and lived by the seaside and I loved the sea and loved the water. And also sometimes went down to the sea or up on a hilltop in the city in order to experience the breeze because it was the, the you know connection to the air element that I was needing consciously or unconsciously, you know, and um, just feeling into that and just connecting in that way. And lately, I, it's been more kind of forests and woodland and, and trees that are that are drawing me. But, you know, um, but it's just, you know, I don't, it, it is just about connecting to the elements, you know, and that sense of connecting to that, which is greater than each of us in our sort of individual bodies, because yes, these individual human bodies contribute to that sense of separateness, doesn't it? Because I see mm -hmm. me as different than you, as different to you. Mm -hmm. um, but when we're connecting to any of the elements or connecting to the universe or the cosmos, we can get a sense, we can feel that sense of, ah, right. <laughs> I am not so individual as I maybe once thought I was. Yeah, I love that you're bringing the elements in because yeah. you're right. And, and also the idea that maybe at some certain points in your life, you need more of, you might one need or be drawn to mm. more of one particular yeah. element. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And the, the, when you were talking about the sea as well, it made me think of um, times, you know, before I was born, because I'm really sprightly, but times when you would go to the doctor and um, they used to prescribe like sea therapy or go, going to the beach didn't they yeah they, they used, used to go actually, go off to the seaside used to say you know, convalesce didn't they yeah if you were struggling with whatever you're just feeling a bit down or you know mm. I, I guess early signs of mental health but it perhaps wasn't as distinguished or defined then yeah. to go and 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 when you think about it from an energetic point of view or the, the elements bringing in the elements and you're talking about air water mm. but also salt being a cleanser and you if yes. you're stood even if it's too cold to go in and you're getting blasted because it's always windier isn't it on the seafront you're getting blasted that's whipping up in that air there's that salt mm. from the sea and it's kind of it's almost like an instant cleanse it's almost like yeah an be... equivalent of having a salt it bath is. or epsom salt bath or absolutely absolutely yeah and those times when you dare to stick a toe literally in even if you don't <laughs> want to go any further just that that is yeah just it i is tend amazing. to go in even if it's apart freezing. from this one suzanne she she'll dip into the cold water <laughs> which, <laughs> which curls my toes but also but it's really good the for cold you. the temperature as well actually is it? really yes. good for you apparently well. it is yes, yeah I'm going off on a tangent <laughs> but <laughs> yeah you can take my word for it <laughs> yes I will take your word for it I have a friend who also you know does the Lido pools and and um yeah and she said when are you going to come with me I said when they warm it up to 28 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go 
turn the thermostat up. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. It doesn't tempt me, but I, but I also, you know, I appreciate the science behind it, and I also appreciate the experience of it. Really feeling invigorating. I did a lot of lake swimming when I was a kid. Mm. Um, that's where I learned to swim. Was you know, we took swimming lessons in a lake because that's wow. where that's where water was available. We didn't have local pools. You know, it's really in the countryside, and um, so you know, that's always a bit cool even year round. Yeah. And um, yeah, I wouldn't go in in the winter time though. But yeah, so, you know, I know that sense of invigoration of, you know, kind yeah. of that, um, which is such a beautiful sense. But yeah, you know, it's just one of the things that's one of the thoughts that's coming to me as we talk about like connecting to the elements in different ways is um, when I was first sort of, you know, readying myself to to bring this, you know, iteration of my business forward into the world. Of course, all of those, you know, kind of business coach messages and shoulds were in my head about how I should be talking about this. And I should have a message that I bring to the world. And I was trying to figure out what that was and, you know, how to, you know, niche myself and make something clear. And Mm. it wasn't really coming intuitively until one day it just, I heard this message. There are many ways, but there's no one one right way. There are many ways, but there's no one right way. And so in healing, it is very much about that. What is it that you feel drawn to? What, What direction do you feel pulled to? Who is it that you feel pulled to work with? But then also in our connection with our intuition and with nature, where do we feel that pull? Where do we feel that draw? There's no one right way to connect to, you know, the, mm. the whatever, the all, the deeper, the source, yeah. you know, yeah. it is that we're looking to connect to and have an experience of. Yeah. And different people will f- find that, you know, will do that differently, won't they? They'll have mm. it, like you say, a completely different experience, but this they're, they're still in connection with the same thing, essentially. Mm. It just yeah. feels feels different um so yeah I'm just I'm thinking about the intuition side which absolutely fascinates me because I know that you use that a lot in your work Mm -hmm. in in your business um in life Mm -hmm. um me and Sibby have um have the privilege of hearing quite a few of Suzanne's channeled insights which blows our socks off um which is awesome so mm-hmm. yeah the nature of intuition I'm just thinking for people listening who may be in connection with their intuition or may not be using it as much mm-hmm. you know how how can people do you think use that more in their day-to-day so that it actually feels like something that they they, they can tap into to use to guide them because right. sometimes when people are first kind of using intuition, it can feel a bit scary or they're, they're thinking, oh, God, I don't know what that means. And, you know, all of it can get a bit messy. Yes. But of course, yeah. we know intuition is a gift. It's, it's mm-hmm. part of our innate mm-hmm. nature. It's sort of built into each and every one of us. So it's not a you have it, you don't. Mm-hmm. Just for people listening and just wondering what your take is on, on that. Yeah. Right. So it's such a beautiful question, Sally, and it brings up a a number of thoughts. And, you know, I would just reiterate what you said is that it is a gift and it's a gift we all possess, possess that ability to tap into our intuition. And I guess one of the things that comes up for me um, in this conversation and also in the work that I do with people is mm, 
our intuition speaks to us in many different ways. And for a lot of people, they're expecting um, sort of a, a clairvoyance, a, a visual representation of messages or symbols coming through for them. And um, that that's just, just want to say that that's just one of the ways that people can receive intuitive messages. Mm -hmm. And um, the the other ways are, you know, through hearing or through the body, physical sensations or emotions or feeling energy. Um, and another way is just a sense of knowing. Um, you know, my youngest, when they were even younger, um, would come out with like this amazingly insightful or wise thing. And I would say, well, how do you know that? And they would say, I just have always known. Right. And um, and that that's intuition. Right. That is like that. All I've just always known, you know, and um, and it might but it might suddenly come in and then, you know, right. You might notice it dropping in and then, you know, but then you also know you've always known. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. There are, ways, yeah. there are many channels through which your intuition can come. So I think it's um, if people are wanting to develop their intuition more. Um, it's just paying attention to what the five senses are showing you already, and then paying attention to the ways in which those five senses might be showing you something beyond what you can see just with your physical eyes, what you can hear just with your ears, what you can touch with your fingers, your skin, what you can taste, what you can, um, I forget whichever one else I forgot. <laughs> Smell, smell. smell, yes. <laughs> and just like, is there a way just to expand those five senses that tap into what often gets referred to as the sixth sense or intuition? Mm -hmm. um, I yeah. also find just really grounding, again, grounding, connecting helps to open up that intuition and just moving into a sense of wonderment and curiosity, you know, um, just mm -hmm. allowing something to come through. And then there are very concrete practices like journaling. Um, and you might just start by doing some free writing, just, just like keep the pen moving across the page, you know, and then you might, as the pen is moving across the page and not stopping, not stopping, and you're on to page two and not stopping, you might just sort of write out, if my soul or my higher self or my intuition wants to drop a message into me right now, what would it be? And just let the pen keep moving. So that's a beautiful way of kind of opening yourself up. Um, and people get worried about what happens if I'm making things up? Well, that's, of course you're making it up, you know? <laughs> of course you're making it up. We're moving into the imagination and the and the unseen, the, uh, you know, the, the non, um, material when we're entering into intuition. And I think just releasing that sense of what if I'm just making it up, just go with what's coming, you know, and um, staying open to receive the intuitive messages. Would I be right? In, I mean, certainly in my experience, my, my intuition really started to kick in about in my 20s. And I'd get this, and it'd be very physical. Mm -hmm. no that's not right I'd literally go oh, that's not right and and it, very often <laughs> it was the more difficult choice <laughs> to follow my intuition mm. do you know what I mean i.e yes. people would be upset uh it didn't fit in with um 
and I find that that's 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 often the case Mm. um because perhaps because I want to lead an intuitive life and I think if Mm. you want to lead an intuitive life you're not always gonna stick Mm -hmm. to the path are you you know you're gonna go oh but uh that doesn't feel right so I'm gonna go that way or Mm. you know what I mean or that feels right I'm gonna go that way which so what would you say to to sort of give people courage how have you found in your life really Mm. how it's enriched your life and to sort of give people courage to trust their intuition what would you say That's beautiful. It's a beautiful question. So yeah, um, it's our, our souls are often wanting us to step into a bigger space than we are wanting to ourselves. Mm. There are many ways in which we might be holding ourselves back or ways in which we have developed ideas about directions we should be moving in or relationships we should be in or whatever that might be. And um, all of those shoulds that are shaped by family, by culture, by religion, you know, all of those things. And it's a willingness to sort of let go of some of that and see what your heart and soul is really trying to, um, what path your heart and soul are trying to lead you on. And, um, And it's just such a beautiful journey when you're able to do that. Yes, it might mean that you're stepping into something bigger than what you would have felt comfortable with, but you can do it in baby steps still. You know, at some Mm -hmm. point I was saying to my intuition, don't show me the big, big picture. It's way too scary for me. And I just go, (laughs) 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 and and then I can't move forward. Just show me the next step. And then it would just shine the light on the next step, the next breadcrumb or two. And I'd go, okay, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And I would just follow that next breadcrumb. And, um, you know, and also, especially if people are in doubt about, am I making this up? Or is this my, you know, intuitive path is to remember two things. One is that it's still about choice even if your intuition or your soul is pushing you on a particular path, you still stand in sovereignty. You still have free will and you can make a choice about it. You can make a choice of no, or you can make a choice of not now, or you can make a choice of um, if I were to take one step toward that, what would it be? And I'm just going to move there for now. We have choice in that. So that would be one of the things I say. And, and, you know, and then um, um, just, taking the level of risk that you can take next. And it is a lot about kind of managing the fear and the ego that wants to hold you in the place that is in the known, right? Even yeah. if the you know is uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the gifts of stepping more and more into your intuition. For me, it's just been really, um, well, it's, it's interesting because I was learning how to tap into my intuition initially in order to guide client sessions and in order to support clients. And it was years after doing that work that I thought, oh, I'm offering this wisdom and this, in, these intuitive, you know, um, um, intuitive directions for my clients and I'm not 
doing that for myself. There's no reason why I can't do that. Intuition for myself, right? And and be receiving my own gifts, you know, and um, also be receiving the gifts of my intuition. And so that that took some time, which was also interesting for me to take notice of, because that has also been part of my journey is the ways in which I starve myself um, while putting myself in service to other people, you know, and that, that healing has been very much part of my journey. And, and so the gifts of, of living my life more intuitively has been one that I feel so much more nourished in my life than yeah, I have yeah. ever felt before. And I feel so much more connected and supported um, in my life than I ever have before. And that shows up just in this general sense of how I feel in the world. And then it also impacts on my relationships, you know, because as I'm feeling more supported by whatever is supporting me, the the earth and the cosmos and my guides and my intuition, um, I'm, I'm in a deeper place of trust. Um, and that allows me to move my relationships into that deeper place of connection and trust as well. And then yeah, and so just sinking into the just the, the 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 richness of all of that, and and then I just find life is just so much easier. All of the angst of the shoulds and shouldn'ts, and the do I go in this direction or do I go in that direction? I have such a level of trust in my intuition now that it's not to say that life is all easy and beautiful, and I'm you know floating no, on clouds and you know um, playing with the unicorns and the rainbows. But Suzanne, <laughs> you didn't <laughs> invite us. <laughs> What? You are invited. You are invited. You're invited. Sibby's in cold lakes. What? You can come in the cold lake. No. I'm going on the clouds with the unicorns and the rainbows. It is much more appealing. Absolutely, than the cold lakes. Yes. Dry off with the unicorns. Awesome. <laughs> dry off. That's beautiful. I just wanted to say as well, because I I was thinking even, even before you said it, and then I'm like, oh yes, I'm so pleased you said it because the, the word trust there, yeah, I mm. think is so important. And I know from my own experiences, you know, I I was sort of, when I was a kid, I'd see things around me all the time. I'd know things. I'd have deja vus all the time. Um, but it was almost like it was too much and I was too young to really yeah. do anything with that or understand that. So I kind of went through a shutting off period from yeah. around the age 14, 15 to sort of early 20s. Mm. And I remember somebody came to me. Oh, oh I, I ended up in some place where they were doing readings and things. And she just said to me, why aren't you using your intuition? Um, it's supposed to be a gift. And it kind of, she was trying to flip it the other way. Cause I'd always feared it almost, mm -hmm. but um, similar to you, as I was going through the process of, of my intuition, I realized that my blocks was all about trust. Yeah. Um, and it, and it wasn't so much the, well, sometimes it was the, is this real or not? Absolutely. Mm. But it was the actual almost validating myself by following through 
on my intuition. Mm. That was the part that tripped me up every time because mm. I wouldn't trust myself. I trust what somebody else had said. Mm-hmm. Even simple things were when I drive somewhere in directions, my intuition would be going, go left. So I'd go right. Um, and then, you know, it took me an hour longer to get there. Yeah. Um, so I think I do think that that's a key element for people who are building up their connection with in, intuition, the trust thing. And it's mm-hmm. almost like you've got to just go for it and really, you know, throw yourself in that place because because what happens is the world around you will make you wobble if mm-hmm. you don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you were talking about your daughter, I was nodding away. I even thought, because we had, obviously last week we had um, human design, um, Sarah in, and I'm thinking, I bet she's a six. I bet her personality <laughs> profile's a six. <laughs> she just knows stuff. Cause I'm, and, and I was nodding away because mine's always been a knowing. And when I was younger, when I kind of came back out of the, just cut it off altogether in my twenties, I used to know things and people would get really spooked and they'd go, how do you know that? And I couldn't just say, I just know. I know. So I started inventing reasons why I would know it. Oh, you Mm. must have told me before, or I I overheard this, or oh, I thought you said that earlier, or I, you know, and I'd be fumbling through it because I was still really quite scared of what this was that I was experiencing. And and as the years have gone on now, like I'll say, oh, my guides have just dropped down something, and but I've got that trust now, so I don't question it but sometimes even now it's not always my guides I just know Mm, you know and it's giving yourself that permission isn't it sometimes to trust that because your intentions are right you you want to be supportive to yourself like you said sometimes we forget ourselves in this equation (laughs) to ourselves but also to others yeah Mm. when your intention is pure and you trust yourself yeah that's kind of when the magic happens yeah. yeah, absolutely. And we can go back up on the clouds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And regardless of whatever our, you know, primary or few primary ways that our intuition was speaking to us as children, we most likely got a message in one way or another that we had to shut that off, you know, yeah. and um, or disbelieve it or discredit it. You know, for me, my I had sort of the empathic intuition, the clairsentient intuition wide open. Yeah. And so it meant that I was feeling everybody's feelings and absorbing everybody's energy. And at six years old, there was nobody there telling me, oh, that's not yours. And so yeah. mine, right? And it felt really overwhelming. And um, so it sent me on the spiral of just trying to shut that down. But also like, um, because I thought it was all mine, it was just sent me on this spiral of what's wrong with me, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm you know, in this good situation, but I'm feeling terrible, you know, um, depressed or anxious or whatever else it might be. And, um, and, you know, I was embracing the psychological models of that before I was embracing the energetic and intuitive models around that. And there were some ways in which that structure helped me and other ways in which that structure kept me from connecting with my intuition and understanding it on a deeper level sooner. So, um, so I think we all probably, well, not all, I hear from some intuitives that they knew it was their intuition very, very young and were able to stay, keep the channel open and have that support. But for a lot of people, I think whatever our primary intuitive channel was or 
several primaries, it, we learn to shut it down and or discredit it in some some way to protect ourselves from yeah scary overwhelm or you know because we were told it was wrong or somehow received that message of yeah because there's only so much you can take in and I think that you know there's a lot of empaths that listen to this podcast and I think they will really resonate mm. with what you just said yeah. and sometimes it isn't a bad thing because mm. like you say it might be to do with self-preservation and just a coping strategy but then it's kind of untangling it when it's the time's right untangling it and then working with it in a clearer way like you say from these different approaches and speaking of approaches um I think our lovely listeners would like to find out a little bit more about some of the things that you're doing that's super exciting so I know um the bee experience is one yes and obviously you do your holistic healing as well but I just wondered for people listening could um, you tell them a little bit about what you're doing and um yeah just they might be interested and want to sign up and work with you wonderful thank you sally for that invitation um so the b experience is the way that i'm supporting people in their business journey so typically solopreneurs but maybe small business owners and um it it's a three-month program um that really does support people in creating structures in their business to support the business and support the business growth. Um, But we're working very much from an intuitive place and an energetic place. And so it really is a lot of the practices that we're learning is really how to, a lot of what we're talking about today um, in the podcast, in this conversation is around how do you deepen your connection to your own intuition? How do you work with your own energy and your own energy body so that you can be showing up to your business in the best place you can and so that you can be connecting intuitively with your business. So that's what that journey is about. Um, and that's a group program. We've just begun the spring season. And um, so the group's closed for now, but the um, the summer season will start in June. So I'll be in conversation with people in the month of May um, around coming into the summer season. And then I work with people on their personal journey. And um, there are a number of different things that I do. So. Um, I do the intuitive energy energy healing and a deep dive, um, which is really about, you know, often sort of one-off sessions where people come with something that they're struggling with, um, they're feeling blocked about, or it might be sort of a pattern that keeps coming up in their life and they keep feeling like they're, I don't know, hitting that ceiling or hitting that roadblock or something and we can go in and work sort of verbally and intuitively Mm. to understand Um, often in the energy body, but sometimes, you know, in timelines, what's going on um, person and just do some energy healing to release that or transmute it or whatever needs to happen with that. Um, And um, then I also do Akashic records readings. And I know Sibi, you want to ask some questions about that. So um, I'll just lay that there. And if we have time, we can talk a little bit about that. But essentially what the Akashic records are is it's your, it's the records of your soul's journey. And, um, and so I connect intuitively with your Akashic records and meet your guides and help you meet your guides. And then we walk through whatever, you know, you bring questions to the session to post to your guides. And I just act as 
messenger, translator, communicator to bring forward the messages and then also the healing. And that also allows you because, you know, our souls come into this lifetime, into this form, into these dynamics of family and relationships and all of that with something to um, bring forward in terms of our gifts and or to heal. And your guides are the place to turn to to get greater clarity about that. And then I'm also working with people kind of more in an ongoing way in what I call my holistic therapy. So it is a mind, body, spirit, heart, spirit approach to um, longer term work for people who are really kind of struggling more on that emotional level, what people might label as mental health struggles, depression, anxiety, et cetera, and being able to kind of work in this very integrated and intuitive way, um, Mm -hmm. but perhaps a little bit longer term. So just in, uh, I'll let Siv ask a question in a second, but just in terms of what to put in the bio, um, have you got some links there? People can find you. Yes, and connect and we Yes, can absolutely. In. So I can give you that. So to find out how I'm working with people individually, it's suzannegamashhealing.as.me. And then to find out about um, the business mentoring program, intuitive business mentoring program. And then also I have like gifts of healing. It's free practices that you can sign up to receive um, for your healing journey. That's at suzannegamash.com. Okay. Yeah, I I think I know we, you know, we, nearly out of time aren't we but I think maybe we need to do a podcast on the Akashic Records <laughs> just on Akashic because it's so interesting but in in some ways you answer my question Suzanne but I, I I like I was gonna ask how do you act as um almost a go-between between the Akashic Records and the the client um but I'm guessing that you use your intuition um but I'm also was 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 curious about how you see the Akashic records so do you see them as like a library do you have a visual Mm. is it a visual space or is it more of a feeling space that was my question really it's a beautiful question (laughs) it's yes both right Um, because my primary intuitive channel is that clairsentience. I often am working with feelings and sensations coming through my body, but I've been working, you know, in the last 10, 12 years also on, on opening my um, clairvoyant channels more. I also see just these amazing things. And um, when I enter into somebody's records, it it sometimes looks like a library. It sometimes looks like we've entered the jungle or it, you know, it's just like once we pass through the door, because your your records are protected by your guardian, and it's only with your permission and the guardian's permission that I can enter into the records. Mm-hmm. And um, and so once I pass through that door, it can show up in any number of ways, but it's always in a way that is symbolically significant to you and what you're there to receive from your guides at that time. It's so interesting. I do think we need to get Suzanne back on. Mm, and do a yeah. whole podcast about the Akashic. Yes, I think that would be awesome. It's idea. fascinating. Thank you, Suzanne. That's really oh, helpful. Yes, Thanks. yes, you're so welcome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we better wrap it up. Um, yeah. Could probably talk for hours. We could, couldn't we? <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm, I will make sure I put those links that Suzanne mentioned um, in the bio for people listening. Um, but I, th- I think it's been really valuable for people to hear more about intuition different approaches different experiences and kind of you know just putting it out there for people to feel their own way into it so yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming in and talking to us and sharing all your 
pearly wisdoms yeah, with us. It's been amazing, Suzanne. Thank you. Thank you both for this opportunity. It's been such a beautiful conversation for me too, you know, and I just love hearing from each of you. I just feel like it was a wonderful back and forth, you know, and um, something in what I said sparked something in each of you. And then, then you know, that sparked something more in me. And I just love how conversations unfold in that way. Yes. yes. It well, was that's wonderful. Our, that's our little subtitle, isn't it? Creating conscious conversations. Exactly. We like to do that. <laughs> and it felt like a very intuitive conversation, which is yes. what it, we're all about today. So well, Suzanne yeah. was talking about whispers of the soul. Yeah. You see, it all ties in. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you both so much. So this much. is beautiful. This is really wonderful. Thank you. <laughs>